0: Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm
1: Ashley Brooke Roberts.
0: This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge, season 35, Total Madness, episode 2, Sweet Dreams Are Made of
1: great job babe
0: thank you so much you set it off so much to set off there's so many things to say
1: before we get into this recap guys if you're liking this podcast we would love it if you scroll down on your apple podcast app and gave us five stars it would mean the world write something nice tell us why you listen we appreciate you
0: Yeah, and if you really like us, why don't you go ahead and uh, get two extra episodes on our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash realityblows, $5 blowness tiers, two extra episodes a month. Without further ado... Let's jump right into it.
1: This episode opens with a previously on narrated by TJ. And there's just a couple of buzzwords I'm going to throw out there that you need to know from this previously on. They are nuclear bomb shelter, $1 million, Jay beat Asif, and he got a red skull. This is the biggest twist in challenge history. That's a
0: lot of buzzwords, Ash. Do you really think, now that you've had a week to think about it, do you think this is the biggest twist in challenge history?
1: I don't know. No, I don't know. There's so many <laughs> twists. Who knows? What's a big twist? Have, I don't know. Have they never done this before? Uh, to, I don't To think fight, they to, have. to
0: have to be, be in a challenge, uh, in an elimination and come out a victor. To get a ticket to the final? No, I don't think so.
1: Well, then maybe it's the biggest twist.
0: It's a good twist. It's a good twist.
1: I mean, I personally thought a crazy twist was when Mercenaries came into Final Reckoning and then won the season.
0: I think that might have been a bigger twist.
1: Who knows? So this uh, episode opens up with, uh, you know, foggy shots of the woods, barbed wire, surveillance cameras. They're really just, they're really driving home this feeling of doom gloom and being watched um so i think that sort of speaks to the, the the mental and emotional space that the challengers are in
0: yeah where do you think this takes place
1: i am gonna say russia
0: i'm gonna say a desert near california really yeah
1: why a desert they're why, in the woods
0: but why wouldn't oh yeah well i, I guess <laughs> maybe the bunker is in near california somewhere
1: interesting yeah
0: because wouldn't buy like the uh by by uh like uh you know, the Redwood Forest. There's probably a desert near there.
1: There, We haven't seen one shot of a desert. It's interesting that you keep saying that because even in this challenge, we got an aerial view of where they are and it was nothing but trees.
0: Okay, fine. So I'm just going to say they're in the woods near California. There's no reason. They're in an undisclosed location. There's no reason to have to have filmed out of the country.
1: I was always under the impression that they filmed outside of the country to skirt certain fees and legal loopholes.
0: I have no idea about that.
1: Okay, the first interview we get... after. After this buildup of tension with these quiet shots is from Jay our winner ex-boyfriend our winner of our first elimination ex-boyfriend of Morgan from Survivor he played a fake idol on his Survivor season and got voted out Jay is already bringing a lot to this season we love his style we don't know what's going to happen to him but I gotta say he's had a much better debut than his ex-girlfriend. I'll, I'll
0: tell you what. The boy's got a mouth on him.
1: He really does.
0: You know, the guy can talk. Uh, and his little interview here kind of kept me on the J train a little bit. I I don't think I'm going to dislike him as much as I thought I'd dislike him. as Not like in a way where you're like, oh, I hate this person because they're such a dirty player. You know, like I, I dislike Paulie in some ways, but I want him on the show. Right. You know what I mean? Because he
1: brings it. He brings the drama.
0: I had thought I was going to think of Jay as a dud, right? Basically, that's it.
1: That was the word on the tip of my tongue.
0: And I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be a dud, folks. I think the boy can talk.
1: Yeah, his, this first interview sort of just explains what the red skull is. It's basically a sticker you get put, um, it gets put on your helmet after you win an elimination, and it means that you can get into TJ's final. That's yeah. what he calls it.
0: TJ's final. I like when he takes ownership of that final. By the way, Prague.
1: Oh, there you go. They're in
0: the Czech Republic. There
1: you go. It's
0: close to the Redwood Forest in California. Oh, I think. my
1: God. I wish that they would do the, how they used to do, where they would be like, welcome to the XYZ. I think they
0: normally will would do that. But I think their whole thing here is like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Because mm. this is you're in a bunker. It's total madness. You're in prison. Yada, yada.
1: Our second interview is CT. And he really lays out sort of the theme of this entire episode, which is what are people going to do strategy-wise with this new twist? He's saying that his game is flip because he always stays out of eliminations and now he has to really create a whole new challenge game.
0: A lot of these older players are like coming to terms with the vets if you will coming to terms with the fact that they have to change their style of play up, and uh, CT's dealing with that now I want to say a side note thank God CT knows how to tell a little bit of a story a little bit of a uh, give give us a little bit of the arc of this episode through his interviews because other than that, he is non-existent right now. And I think that he does not need to be on the challenge anymore. I'm looking at you, Fessy. All you got to do is start some shit and fight somebody on the show and give us a little of that anger, that CT, that drunken anger, and we can have a new CT right there because Fessy's like twice the size of CT.
1: Fessy is not as funny as CT.
0: No, but I'm saying give me, get drunk and be funny. You know I what think I mean? Fessy's
1: going to be a sweet boy. He seems like a sweet I, man.
0: I just think that there are certain players on this show that we might not need anymore. And I, am I am I a guy coming out here in the first five minutes of a challenge recap saying we don't need CT anymore?
1: I'm a little shocked.
0: It's a little shocking for me to even hear it.
1: I think you need to reconsider. I just, I think you're, you're speaking, uh, I think it's out of order to he, be honest. He
0: lays low a little too much in these games. Well,
1: let's see what he brings. Let's need, see what he does. I
0: need people to start calling him Pops again.
1: This was, like I said, this was interesting, his his interview. It was the second of the episode, and it was just important because this episode, it had two main themes, really. And the the main theme of this episode, the number one theme of this episode was, what is our strategy going to be now that we have to win an elimination? Ashley says in an interview, my trick is to not go into eliminations. Um, she just is basically like, that's how I've won my challenges
0: actually straight up pissed off here
1: she doesn't look happy
0: she's like fucking producers yeah i mean come on
1: yeah she's also someone we didn't see much of in the house but what brought a strong interview game
0: oh total strong interview game and you could just see like the looks that she was given like throughout the house and what she was kind of doing in the house you can tell that she's not it's not for lack of trying do you know what i mean i think ct it's lack of trying
1: we have an interview from Jenny, and I don't really know what the point of it is besides to remind us that she's there, and then she talks about how she lost Hall Brawl to Tori last season. And Tori's so-
0: a great competitor. Sorry, I'm trying I'm trying my Jenny out right now. You, it's my, the first of the year of the British, first of the season of the British Impressions. I can't I wait got. for you to bring them Jenny, back. Jenny, Jenny, I'm, I'm going to win. I'm the strongest girl. Sorry, this isn't good. It's starting to sound like a beetle. Yeah. I'll have to hear her and then work it. on and it. I will. Thank so you. that
1: takes us to our next scene where everyone's eating um sort of in the mess hall. They're talking strategy. It's Jordan and Kyle talking um and it's interesting to me. Something else I noticed throughout this episode is that we're not getting a lot of conversations of people in the bunks. Like we usually get conversations of people in their rooms. Most of the conversations we're seeing are in this cafeteria or over
0: a chessboard.
1: And when it's over a chessboard, it's just like two people and no one else seems to be around
0: it's almost like they've designated that as strategy talk over the chessboard and if two people are sitting there like it's uncouth to go by and listen
1: yeah like you shouldn't be in the room but then it's also a lot of talk a lot of talks of people in this mess hall eating around the table that they're, happened a lot it seems very much like a middle school cafeteria
0: talking about the chessboard though and i'm sure you've noted it because you take good notes there's a, there's a point in which two people are talking across from each other in a chessboard they're talking about strategy sneaky strategy like with outdoor voices. And it really does make me feel as though there is like, hey, when two people go in there, that's like when we're going to get our strategy talk and like if you guys could just go away because we just want really good sound bites.
1: I don't think it has been laid out that clearly. My hunch is that it is far removed from the rest of the rooms and so that going there is is just the physical distance between the rest of the cast has sort of led to that becoming the strategy room. So
0: that's like the rec room that they hang out in with the couches and then where like the track is and the pools that's where really everybody's hanging out that's what i'm
1: calling the mess hall i'm guessing it's closer to the bathrooms the bunks that's my that is my vibe the feeling i'm getting Hmm. so everyone's talking strategy jordan lets us know that he loves tori something i enjoyed about this episode is that jordan and tori were wearing the same t-shirt at different interview points
0: that's from that jordan collection dog if you want some dirty ass ripped up
1: shit Pay $300 for it. <laughs> Nelson's talking to Big T. She tells him she's been training. Um, I just like seeing them get along. I like seeing Nelson kind of, I, I don't know, he's not flirting. He's doing a friend flirt. He he wants to make a friend, and I want Nelson to have friends.
0: Nelson's just dropping those, like, vet gems on on these. Uh, he's, yeah. he's so happy to come back and be like, yeah, I'm a vet. Yeah, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I like, love it. He loves that he's a vet. He's uh, especially when he can have like somebody, some like doe-eyed girl who's just sitting there and just being like, dink, dink. Yeah. Uh, hi, Um, you're Nelson, right? <laughs> and he's like, let me just, once you sit down next to this chessboard, let me tell you how to play this game.
1: It's a dirty game. It's a
0: dirty game.
1: So that brings us to the strategy room. That's what we'll call it, the strategy room. And Jen, we learned that Jennifer is Jen, even though she was billed as Jennifer in the sort of cast breakdown early on. But now Rogan is calling her Jen. And for the rest this episode people call her jen so that's what we will refer to her as she's asking rogan for advice and d and Tori are like by the
0: way jen is the american jen we should say that
1: yeah not jenny jenny
0: is british jen is american
1: jen is american she uh was eliminated on the first episode of the amazing race um so she's asking rogan for advice d and Tori are watching off to the side we notice that rogan has new teeth
0: Jen, we notice, you notice, I noticed, and you were like,
1: mm, "I don't know." I'm gonna take notes, and yeah. then
0: like about three quarters of this episode, you're like, "He does have new teeth."
1: I can't be looking at people's teeth when I'm writing down scenes.
0: Rogan has gone ahead and just fallen in the ranks of the British reality stars that have the fakest looking teeth in the world. I'm gonna do it, and it's crazy. It's it, it's it's interesting that it's a fad that the 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 look there is like you aren't looking like you have enough money unless your teeth look fake I, I think that the anytime you have a fake prosthetic piece of your body that the idea would be make it look, real yeah. you know what i mean a toupee you don't want a toupee that looks fake right you know what i mean where it's like gold or something you know it's like
1: well you want a nose job that no one really notices they're just like you look a little younger
0: yeah like lip injections yeah. where it's just like you just want to fill it out a little bit get pop some wrinkles out
1: in the uk it seems to be you want to wear the money you want people to see look at you and see look, that the money has I, happened I I'm
0: 50 grand on my face mate
1: I wonder if that has anything to do with England's sort of history of having bad teeth. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if the pendulum has just, because of that reputation, has just swung so far to the other side. Totally.
0: But they kind of outdo us, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, with the lips as well. Seems yeah. like the lip injections are insane. And I watch Real Housewives.
1: So Rogan is basically saying, I want Jen to stay around, uh, American Jen, because I think she's cute. I like her. She's got a horrible social game. People bring this up throughout this episode, and we don't really get to see Jen having a bad social game. I'm just curious as to what it is, but the impression we get is that she doesn't get along with the gals in the house.
0: Yeah. Is that what you think that this is? That yes. she just doesn't know how to like talk to the ladies?
1: Someone later in the episode brings up that she gets along with the lads. Um, I think she just, she just is one of those people. Maybe Maybe that just doesn't uh, hit it off right away with a group of girls. Maybe she was intimidated. Who knows? But
0: well, you know, can we can we can we throw all the can we put the cards down? Lay them down on the table. Go for it. Jen's hot.
1: All of them are hot.
0: Well, Jen is particularly like aesthetically like a like hot. You know what I mean? Because she wears, she's like done up with her makeup on. And actually, I believe Anissa even mentions at some point where it's like she's like in like the daily. She's put on like her full thing of makeup. Anissa
1: says and we will get to this, but I'm pretty sure Anissa says she's looking her best and doing her least. Yes.
0: So and you can tell that maybe Jen has found it easier to talk to men like Rogan who see her immediately and just completely disarm. Do you know what I mean? And then maybe some of the women find her threatening. And so that's what she sort of feeds into when she's in a new social situation. What? How does she make a friend real fast in her mind? And that's maybe talk to a dumb guy like Rogan, right? Maybe
1: that's what's going on. But I'm just saying that the the caliber of good looks in that bunker is off the charts. We're talking Nani, Kayla, Jenna. We're talking a lot of freaking babes under one roof.
0: I mean, these guys have seen these babes. Do you know what I mean? There's something about. I'll t- I'll take a turn. I'll take something from right from this terminology, right from the show. Fresh meat. When a work brook- when a rookie comes in. Some of these dirtbag men, they immediately hone in on that, and that's what's happening. And the and the women find it threatening.
1: Basically, the point of this scene is that um, we are we are finding out that Jin is not really in favor in the bunks and that Rogan has a crush on her, and that Dee is aware of it, and that Dee and Tori have a friendship. That is the whole sum up, this whole scene, because then it cuts to Dee and Tori talking about this budding sort of relationship, this obvious budding relationship between Rogan and Jen. And Dee's upset. She's like, yeah, Rogan and I aren't together, but that doesn't mean I want him to be with anyone. And Tori is basically saying like, girl, you are the powerful, you are the bad ass one in this situation. You're powerful. You won. You fucking rock shit like you need to play them is basically what Tory is saying. So
0: I have a question for you Ash, what is the relationship between Dean and Rogan? going into this house
1: well at one point in the season they say you know we had like something very strong last season it did not continue outside of the show but we have each other's backs and the feelings are still there in fact d says something like i'm not okay with him moving on it doesn't seem that they're hooking up but it doesn't seem like things have been settled
0: so also at this point in the show i believe you scrolled through twitter and you said people hate d i love d
1: that is true. Yeah.
0: So it's important to note that here.
1: Okay, I'd like to note that here. I was uh, it was a commercial break that we took and I just went popped over to Twitter to see what was going on and just the amount of um, you know, negative opinions about D on Twitter is very interesting to me because I enjoy watching her. I think she brings two of my favorite things to the challenge, which is she's a good competitor. She is physically a good competitor. She does well. She makes things interesting. And she's messy as hell. I love that. This is what I'm looking for in someone on this show. She does both of those things. And so to me, I'm like, I feel like D's a great addition to the show. Everyone hates D. 90% of the comments I'm seeing on the internet are anti D. I don't get it. I don't understand.
0: I like D. At this point in the show, I like D. We'll note that now.
1: That brings us to our daily, it's called airdrop extraction. And TJ says, it's going to be sick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) TJ, put that on a goddamn t-shirt.
1: It's two different um, activities. So you have to pass, you have to be uh, one of the three teams to come in. Uh, the top three places on this first round to make it to the second round and it's teams of three and the first round are is to transfer these like very bulky heavy military crates you have to transfer 15 from one place to the other and they're a mile apart
0: yeah and um this seems like a hard ass daily
1: yeah it really does
0: i mean it looks like something that you'd have to do in a piece of the final, right? It seems
1: very, very tough. It reminded me, that's interesting you say that, because it reminded me of the things they had to carry in the final last season.
0: Yeah um and uh it seems like there's a lot of different strategy here initially everybody seems to be running it in the same way where everybody just gets one and runs the whole thing goes gets another then people start switching it up and start doing a relay where you kind of checkpoints where you pass off the box um but what's most interesting here is the fact that they're randomly paired yeah in in threes
1: now this is something i found interesting he him when TJ says it's randomly paired, it is a voiceover. It is clear that he is saying this has been randomly selected. Now, I know in the past that they have been like, okay, Marie, you get to make teams, or okay, Kayla, you get to make teams. And then they have added the voiceover of these teams have been randomly selected. For whatever reason, I don't remember why they did it. I remember it happened a lot on the last season that Tony was on, because then the challengers would get on Twitter and be like, actually, so and so made these teams, lol. And so I don't know if I trust this random selection. And I also want to know, like, what did they how are they randomly selecting these teams? Like, are they putting them in a, ge- a random generator? Like, what's going on here?
0: You know, there was a thing on a show that I just watched the entirety of, which is called uh, Tournament of Champions on the wonderful Food Network, hosted by Guy Fieri. And uh, they really showed, there was a random grouping of items that they had these, like, incredible, like, Michelin star-rated chefs had to use when they went on a, in a head-to-head competition. And the way they did is they had, like, a physical like little spinner where they would like turn the wheel and then all the items would land on, you would see them actually land in real time, like on the little arrow. And then those were the ingredients they had to cook with.
1: Very much like the wheel and prices, right? Yes. So
0: easy to make. You know what I mean? Where you just kind of use like a, do it in groups and then you kind of just change the name plates. I know there's a lot of people, but I think that they, they, know they're kind of feeding into their fan base that have been with them for years and years and years. Otherwise they wouldn't keep bringing the same people back. Um so they they clearly want to pay homage to them. You know, especially when they bring back old players, you know, like Derek and Laurel. Not in age, but they're classic players. So they want to pay homage to that. That means people are watching this show more in depth than just some regular chopped ass reality show. You know what I mean? We're paying attention. So let's see the process a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'd like that.
0: Don't there they have a whole community of people being like randomly picked. What the fuck does that mean? Is yeah. this rigged? It's so easy.
1: Just show us. Just
0: show us a little bit of it.
1: Yeah, and that way if you showed us like 3 or 4 it could also be fun to see like the reaction of the house as the the wheel spins. Yeah,
0: I never get a good turn on the wheel and right. fuck. You know, it'd be it'd be fun. It'd be it would be an extra element. It's fun. You're giving us 90 minutes of a show. You can't squeeze that in.
1: The second part of this daily is a helicopter um is a helicopter bomb target type situation where you're now dropping these uh, military supplies out of the back of a helicopter and you're trying to hit a platform that has a bullseye painted on it Uh, it looks like a very cool um, round of this daily but we'll get to that when we do
0: yeah except for the fact of Kobe Bryant I wonder how close this was to the filming of that anytime I see somebody in in a helicopter now I'm like for like a celebrity for like a fun thing i'm like they'll never do that again
1: interesting i did not even think of well that.
0: because you didn't think of it because i mean not to date this right now but we're in the middle of a pandemic in this country so it's like we totally forgot about the kobe thing which was like the last tragedy before that um but I, that's why I, I was like yeah this is really cool and then i'm like this is careless why are they allowing themselves to, and that's why they're on Prague. you know what i mean doing weird shit like this
1: So I'm just going to kind of go through a couple of notes of this first section. Um, One is that Josh does a little interview. And and Josh says that Bailey has proven herself. He's on a team with Bailey and Jen. He goes, Bailey has proven herself. Jen has not. And we were like, how has Bailey proven herself? And we just assume it's the big brother connection. I'd like to say that throughout this first round, Josh is an excellent team member. You see him constantly being there and helping. If I was on a challenge, I would want Josh as a team member member as soon as um, TJ like lets off his blowhorn Fessy is in the lead and then it just seemed like Jordan and Fessy were side by side the entire time we see Jen uh, for the American Jen doing an interview saying I have to be in the tribunal my team has to win or I'm definitely going in and then we see Tori and she she does an interview where she says I see Jen struggling and that is exactly who I want to go up against in an elimination because Tori is thinking now that I have to win an elimination I want it to be the easiest elimination possible and I'm seeing Jen who can barely do this daily and that is someone I want that brings us to Anissa commenting on Jen where she said and I I got it right looking her best trying her least zing we get an interview from bear saying Kayla is so pretty I love the way she runs I like bear doing these sort of lovey dovey type uh, interviews with Kayla you know what Lock me up. Arrest me. I'm charmed by Bear. You know, some people don't understand why Bear is so charming. I get it. He's funny. He's got tattoos. He's got an accent. He's a bad boy. And when he likes you, he becomes a sweet sort of puppy dog in this romantic way. No way that I wouldn't fall for Bear.
0: Uh, So I kind of feel like um, my initial feelings when I saw him say this, this is what I thought. Ready? How could Bear be excited about any woman? in in, at at this point in his life like i have just feeling like just through his any any of these reality guys especially these british guys who seem to just be going through women like water on all these shows like the idea that like another woman comes by and you're that smitten with them it's just like once you you know you're 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 eating cake every single day of your life like if if somebody puts like a donut in front of you you're like "Eh, it's fucking cake who the fuck cares do you think he might be doing this for the show,
1: a hundred percent, he's doing it for the show. But I also believe that Bear loves a challenge. I like, I like that he. I believe that he likes someone who says, "I'm in a relationship. Get away from me," which is what Kayla is doing. So I he's think sick. He's sick. I think that has a lot to do with it. We get an interview with Big T, who was um a a pretty. She was featured pretty heavily in this episode and she says she wants to she has a point to prove she wants to prove herself um big t you know we learned from the conversation she was having with nelson in the mess hall that she's been training she's come back to this season she's she's more pumped she's fit she really wants to get in there and prove herself she's got that sort of like uh first to second time challenge she's got a fresh challenge vibe going on where she's like i gotta get in there and make these people respect to me, which I don't know if I think is smart, but I do know where it's coming from. I would
0: say on a normal season, this would be not a smart move, but because you have to get into the elimination and win to get into the final, I think that this is actually not a bad move.
1: That brings us to the second round. The three teams that have made it are the team one, Jordan, Jenny, and Wes. They actually finished first, followed by Fessy, Kyle, and Melissa, followed by Swaggy C. D and Corey this is when I look at Nick and I go have we heard from Bananas and then Nick goes have we seen Bananas
0: haven't even seen the guy at this point
1: we know nothing about Bananas and then we're like wait a minute is Nani on this show is Jenna on this show haven't seen them at all I'll tell
0: you what throughout this entire show I saw a glimpse of Nani uh Johnny gets involved in one fun scene later didn't see Jenna once
1: yeah So the first team goes and the first team hits has just a horrible I mean this is just really a bad showing basically how it works is that Wes and Jenny are in the back of the helicopter Jordan is looking out the window and when Jordan gives them a hand signal they drop these military supplies and whatever reason Jordan's um, Jordan completely fucks this up and they just keep dropping them in the woods I did see his defense on Twitter I saw something he posted on Twitter I'm reluctant to bring it up on this pod um
0: i think it just fits into jordan's mo of kind of being like a bad sport
1: do you want to hear what he said? I, yeah, yeah. He said, notice how the other teams are either um, behind, when they miss the target they're e- or the platform, they're either in front of it or behind it. Ours is always to the left or the right, which meant that it was a helicopter course situation that was happening and not bad timing. Also, we won the first round. We were the first team. We should have gone last on this second
0: he's right about that i mean you gotta think the helicopter guy probably had to make some adjustments from the first run as well but still i don't know
1: you still did poorly jordan and he's very upset about it um west he doesn't like losing he doesn't like doing badly but he goes it's okay because nothing's better than watching jordan lose i didn't know jordan and west had such animosity towards each other
0: it's interesting um he did blow up sort of Wes's whole thing with Rogan last season. Yeah. Right. That so is true. they must be on some sort of opposing uh terms
1: the next team is fessy kyle melissa they do really well they hit the platform seven out of the nine medical supply trunks that's good and then the next team is swaggy c d and Corey, and they just knock it out of the park they hit nine out of nine
0: nine for nine folks yeah
1: there's no denying it the third team is the winning team there's no
0: denying it
1: swaggy c d Corey. Jordan is a little pouting baby. Yeah,
0: he didn't even. uh, He doesn't clap. He doesn't clap. He doesn't. He doesn't congratulate nobody.
1: He's got his arms crossed. Pissed. He looks upset. He's dealing with this like a child. He's dealing like this as if he's a child. He's
0: like kicking a uh, like a rock. Yeah, he's like
1: kicking a can in the corner. Bear, Corey, Wes, and Johnny are all talking about what a baby Jordan is being. He's such a baby. Interesting to see Corey, Wes, and Johnny talking casually at all my oh my how things have changed yeah that brings us back to the bunker um, D, Jenny, and Corey are talking. Basically, what are they going to do? Jenny is saying to D and Corey, this is the British Jenny, I want to go in. The house is going to vote in Jen. I want, I want an easy walk. I'm going to go in. And D and Corey are basically being like, okay, we'll do that. Corey's like, I owe you from last time when you put me in the tribunal and you kind of basically saved my ass in a male elimination week. And then D is saying to Jenny and to the camera and in her interviews that like, listen, I told Jenny she's my number one she told me I'm her number one this is the deal we made off camera before the season began all the ladies want to go into elimination this is a ladies elimination week they all want to go in because it just seems to be known throughout the house that Jen is definitely going in and every person there thinks they can beat her
0: she is apparently a layup.
1: Mm-hmm. Big T wants to get put in. D talking to Rogan, telling Rogan what's going on. She's like, "It's Jen, okay." And then D says her social game is shit. Once again, reminding us that no one likes Jen. Then we see, in really, just a, a fantastic scene and a fantastic. This, this scene was edited very well. Something I really enjoyed was the reveals that happened throughout this scene. We see Wes and Johnny, and they're talking to Jen. And they're basically like, do you have a speech prepared? Because you should. Basically, you're going to be put in the uh, elimination. The house is going to vote you in, and it would look good for, on you if you have a speech and jen is like should i should i have a speech and then they're like yeah we can help you with one and throughout this building of a speech it is interspersed with wes and johnny doing a dual interview which we've never seen before a
0: standing dual interview in front of a green screen i have not seen that so far in the show i've this, never seen it at, at this point it's unprecedented um i saw it maybe in some of the um promotional stuff as a lead up to this show. Yeah. But I didn't think I'd see anything like that in the show, but the two of them now, and also like, they don't seem to be hiding their friendship.
1: They're totally friends. They're totally buds. And I would like to clear something up. In the past, I've seen two interviews smashed up next to each other. Sure, sure. I've never seen two people in one interview that was clearly filmed at the same time.
0: Yeah, they're like talking to each other and stuff. It's like uh, in the interview. It's it's jarring, but I, I sort of like it. And all I could think of was, wow. What privilege, what privilege.
1: Another thing that's very cool, and like I said about the editing, is that every time it cuts back from the interview to the scene, okay, from the Wes and Johnny Duel interview to the scene, another challenger is added into this conversation. So it's like all of a sudden it it goes to this Wes and Johnny interview and then it comes back and like Nelson is in the picture. And then it goes to Wes and Johnny and now Rogan is there. And now Bear is in there. You know, it just kept building. The scene kept expanding, which I really liked. Basically, they tell her to write this uh, this speech down. It's um, just two people really having fun at someone else's expense
0: they're just making fun of the new kid basically and like using the fact that they are like um like the popular kids to like make fun and like uh tease a person who really just doesn't know what's up clueless uh, yeah clueless person and uh, did you feel bad for jen at all no i actually didn't either yeah. I, I thought this was very funny yeah um i appreciated the humor the I levity, li- and i like that everybody else was sort of like they saw that Wes and Johnny were doing something, and as, like, you started seeing these men sort of just show up and show up and show up, none of them, like, broke character or looked as though, like, they were disappointed in what was going on. It was seemed like they all were on board and all were like, yeah, I get what's happening here, and I want a piece of that.
1: That brings us to House nominations. Everyone's gathered around to see who they're going to vote in. Um, Johnny says Wes is the chairman of the board. And Wes says, okay, guys, before we begin, we have a speech from Jen. And then she started her speech with um, just a real cringe line. She goes, greetings, Earthlings. Yeah, what's going on there?
0: Uh, well, I believe that they were. Pro- he was. Pro- she was probably told to say that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We don't see that. Might have been a Gen original, but when she says greeting Earthlings, the looks on everybody's faces, mostly the women, are like, "What is happening?" And then you see Anissa, and Anissa is like two for two on like these little group house meeting like vote like looks, where she's just like. Who the fuck is this motherfucker, and why does she think that she can do this?
1: And that's why I got to say, very happy to have Anissa back in the challenge. Yeah, really. Loving everything she's bringing. Even though she hasn't had a storyline yet, she's still adding to the show jen continues to go into this um the speech she begins this speech and it's the points that we heard from wes and johnny but it's really been sort of butchered and it's a bad speech and she's confusing and then it seems like she's kind of going on and on she doesn't really know what she's saying part
0: of the speech was like if i was a stock uh you would want me yeah. in the final because my stock would be hi for the final because it would be make you money because i suck yeah and it's like
1: and wow. then Matt it cuts to an interview with maddie being like god if you why would anyone say that they were bad even if you uh, you are bad keep that to yourself i mean this is a very funny awkward speech everyone's laughing at her and then Wes goes okay that's enough listen i vote for jen <laughs>
0: And Jen was like, her interview. she was like, what? Like, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Completely blindsided.
1: Everyone goes around. They all vote in Jen. I think like two people vote for Big T, you know? Everyone votes for Jen. Yeah, I think like
0: Johnny votes for Big T.
1: Yeah. Um, that brings us to a mess hall. Jen's going in. She yeah. Her name's on the board. That brings us to a mess hall scene where, once again, everyone's eating and talking. And then Jen and D get into it. This seemed really to be provoked by jen who i i'm guessing is feeling very salty about being voted in oh yeah and she's like you're going around saying all sorts of shit about me and d's like what did i say what did i say and then just being d this is a reason why d is great she immediately heightens the situation she stands up and that's when you know you know when you get up from the cafeteria table and you stand up what did i say what did i say you know things are gonna get interesting it's like
0: prison bitch
1: that's when jen is like why do you watch me sleep why do you watch me in your sleep and Dee's like what i wear an eye mask and jen's she's like, like i wear
0: a panda eye mask yeah
1: and then jen's like i saw you taking it off and looking at me making sure rogan wasn't in my bed Ooh. and he's like bitch you're crazy i'm not looking at you and then we get an interview with anisa where it's like don't take it so seriously everyone hates jen
0: oh wow so um, anisa telling it like it is
1: we see everyone work. That brings us to a new scene where everyone's working out. Tori and Dee are stretching. Dee tells her, Tori tells Dee, I want to go in against Jen. I want to go in against Jen. And like I said, um, Tori and Dee seem to have a friendship. At least that's what the production is showing us. That's what edit editing is showing us. Tori tells Dee, I want to go in. Dee tells her, I'm, I'm sorry, I got to go with Jenny. Uh, I already told Jenny I would put her in. There's a weird tension in the bunker. Okay, you can feel it. It feels odd. Tori is then talking to Jordan as he's working out and explaining to him what Dee has told her and Jordan is like what Jordan gets upset he's like what I helped her win I, I, I I'm i the reason he basically says I'm the reason she won a quarter of a million dollars last season she owes us she said in Thailand that we that we had each other's backs yeah
0: I know well because like Jordan was taking umbrage with the fact that like D was saying like, Oh, I obviously told Jenny that she's my number one off camera and on camera. That
1: hasn't happened yet, but but, that is true. But,
0: like that's what this is what she's basically saying. Yeah. is like I have more of a thing with Jenny because I promised her like harder than yeah. I promised you and <laughs> sooner. And uh, that's when Tori goes over to Jordan and Jordan's like, uh, no, 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 no. She doesn't. Which is I kind of feel like is the number one. Like I, it made me feel like Jordan was an asshole here because she was just ba- he was like, no, I know what D actually wants to do what D should be doing more than what D thinks she should be doing. And that's, I think the ultimate dickhead, like Jordan coming out here. He's like, no, no, she's, she's she's, her opinion on what she wants to do with her votes is wrong. Yeah. Um, what is right is us two. And then starts to rattle off. Like you said, the fact that it's his, uh, he's the reason why she won uh, a quarter of a mill. And also, uh, that Tory was also the reason why she was there to begin with because she had jumped ship to go on her team and help them sort of uh, progress through the main season. So she, he was kind of springing up both those points um,
1: also that they, he, they had all apparently promised each other in Thailand to have each other's backs that apparently, and then, you know, that can't, comes up later and Dee's like, yeah, but we didn't shake on it, which is very interesting. Yeah. And then also Jordan points out the fact that like we worked with her all last season, her and Jenny never worked together. They were in opposite alliances.
0: And you could tell how much like this isn't fun for Tori or Jordan at yeah, all. The yeah. way that Jordan, go- Tori goes to tell Jordan about this. It wasn't like... In a way, where was like, "These my friend and this kind of sucks. It's like, what should we do about it? And like Jordan being like, well, let's talk about it and we can figure it out. It was like Tori just being like, yeah, yeah, cool. You got your people, I get it. Walks right over to Jordan and then is literally like, D's not going to vote for me and Jordan's like here's what we're going to do and Tori's like do you want to talk to her first like it's like there's no sort of like thinking about D's friendship or anything it's just business 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 with these two
1: and it's important to note that an earlier storyline about when they were doing the daily was that Jordan wanted to be in the tribunal so that he could put Tori in Tori keeps telling us that when I was watching it I didn't note it because I guess I was thinking to myself this is bullshit because it seems like jordan just wanted to win to win it didn't seem like he he we never really got an interview from him i don't think being like i have to win this for tory um maybe we did i don't know but basically the idea that everyone wants to go in especially tory and jen jenny against jen is really being driven home at this point do
0: you think that jordan is going to realize that this is a game where you catch more bees with the honey um
1: i don't think jordan's ever gonna realize that
0: but this is seems to be a game that you can't really play like hard ass yeah and, and get your ass into this final
1: yeah, so after this conversation with Tori and Jordan, Tori's like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her again. So she goes to talk to Dee, and then they have like this, it's supposed to, I don't know what's going on. They're in lockers. It's <laughs>
0: clearly that Tori is feeling like this is going to be a fucking hella awkward situation. So she's trying to be, she's feeling weird about it. And she's like, here, let's get into these lockers. <laughs> and they both get into like two lockers right next to each other. and like put, As if like, they're
1: doing a confessional. There's like a priest type situation. One yeah. of them says they're they're going to do, I don't know.
0: And it seems like so, like ah, oh, we're having fun. But what's being talked about is like serious game stuff that they're both like clearly like really heated about. And in-
1: that's when D said, "I've made promises to Jenny on and off camera," which is an interesting right. detail.
0: Yes, and uh, it's like that's that's that is the solid pact. And then also. I think this probably happens later, um, and it does happen later, so we'll bring it up in a, in a few minutes. But there's also another like detail that really kind of—at this point, by the way, I know I'm stammering and not finishing sentences, so I'll just ask this question— how are you feeling about D at this point who's in the right who's in the wrong here at this point in the show dear Tori I haven't
1: I, I think that Tori is in the right I do think Tori and Jordan are in the right um, but I'm still liking D's messy ass it doesn't happen until later that I start questioning so
0: it. you think that Tori and Jordan are correct in saying that D owes
1: them I don't think that D owes them but I think that D sh- should has more of an alliance And it should have more of loyalty to Tori and Jordan after last season when her and Jenny were on separate alliances. They were up against each other. I've never seen them work together. So for Dee to come in and be like, Jenny's my number one, kind of seems to just kind of piss all over this history that led her to being a challenge winner.
0: At this point in the show, I, I feel like both kind of look a little weird.
1: Yeah, D doesn't back down. Long story short, D does not back down from in this situation with Tori. And then in an interview, she says, "I'm not buying it. They're playing good cop, bad cop, which I'm sure is this couple's game. It makes sense for them to do that." That brings us to the tribunal interviews. Um, D is talking to Swaggy C and Corey. She just spills the whole beans about the Tory Jordan situation. She's kind of like brushing it off, like this is fucking ridiculous. Then they they take her cue. And they're like, yeah, that is ridiculous. We're not gonna, we're not gonna freaking, you know, um, back down. They decide to vote in Tori, Jenny and Big T. Sorry, that was not the tribunal interviews. That was the tribunal decisions on who to vote in. So it was Tori, Jenny and Big T. Then that brings us to the tribunal interviews. The first one is Big T. It's very short. She's just basically like, I'm ready for it. Then we see Jenny and Swaggy C says, you know what, you have a situation with these other two people on the tribunal. But, like, I want to know, he says, Swaggy wants to know, what can you do for me?
0: Oh, no. This guy talks in third person? Oh, no. He refers to himself in third person. And his name is Swaggy C.? So then is that, it Swaggy
1: C or Swaggy P? Swaggy C. And his name is Swaggy C? Talks to himself in third person. Oh, That's the only notable thing there, is that he's like basically to Jenny, like, I know you already have an arrangement with these two, but like, what about me? And Jenny's like, I'll have your back, basically. And then that brings us the Tory interview, and this is the only part of the tribunal interviews that gets interesting you know d is like can i ask you something where do you stand and Tori's like kind of basically like the slate's clean with me this is a whole new season and then d's like if the slate's clean for you why is it not for me yeah and Tori responds
0: by saying I don't know. What did she say? She's just
1: like, Jordan helped you win half a, mi- a quarter right. of a million dollars. She just gets into the- You guys worked together. We made an agreement in Thailand. You've never been on an alliance with Jenny. You should have my back. I have your back. I'm surprised all of this is happening.
0: Yeah. And then that's when D says- yeah, but I didn't shake your hand. Yeah. So that that I find to be like really, this is where I'm like, eh, okay, I think D is a scumbag.
1: Same, that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me too in this moment. Like,
0: yeah, we said it, but you, we didn't shake hands. It's like, oh, you're putting, you're doing that thing yeah. where you're, it's like, uh,
1: yeah, but I, I had my fingers
0: crossed and it doesn't, it's like, ugh. And then you could tell Tori was like, you're kidding. Yeah. You're absolutely kidding.
1: Didn't like this scene, didn't. And,
0: and Tori like at that point is like, Cool, cool. Um, great. Sounds good. Like, I'm not gonna start making myself look like a target here. I'm just gonna back out of this room and say thanks for having me. And yeah, you do what you do, and I'll do what I do. Great. Okay. Yeah. And then they kind of break away. And D here, I'm like, hmm. D seems to be playing uh, a game that's, in my opinion, at this point, I was like, D seems to be getting a little big for her britches here. Mm. And um, it's, I was like, why? Why does she feel like she has the cachet? to be i mean she's a winner but like you'd think you'd be a little smarter in this house when like you're saying your number one is jenny like jenny's not a winner she is really strong but like that being your entire alliance and pissing off somebody that is connected to another person that's a very strong player in this game does not seem to be the correct move this early in the game what else is going on here
1: yeah i want to know what else is going on too and i also think that Last night, I was like, oh, I don't like D anymore because of this scene. That's not true. I still like D and I still like Tori. I like both of them. I just felt um, like D was doing ter- Tori a little dirty. Try and say that six times fast.
0: Tori a little dirty, Tori a little dirty, Tori a little dirty, Tori a little dirty.
1: That brings us to the chess room. Wes and D are having a strategy conversation. Oh,
0: and- that's why she thinks that she could play this way because Wes and D. Are working together strong like
1: Wes says who are we putting in
0: yes I mean and once again we're in this room where they're talking strategy over the chessboard they're speaking very clearly they're speaking uh, uh loudly we can all hear it and it's like oh I see what's happening here Wes has uh told uh D what moves to make And uh, D got a little
1: bit of that West confidence.
0: Yeah, D is now working with Wes as well. So now, well, she's always
1: been. She let's not forget she was partnered with Wes in her first season.
0: Sure, that was two seasons ago.
1: They worked together last season. Yes,
0: but like we haven't seen them at all, and there has been no mention of it. So you never know what happens in the off season. And honestly, I wasn't thinking Wes here. I wasn't thinking Wes here.
1: Gotta always be thinking Wes. And it
0: turns out Wes is moving his pawns around as he does. So quite literally.
1: A-B-T-W. Always be. Thinking Wes.
0: Thinking Wes. Um, So yeah, this was a surprise to me. And maybe it shouldn't have. But it was a surprise to me, and uh, it makes all the sense in the world about that confidence that uh, D is is playing with.
1: That brings us to the elimination. It is. Um, Can we talk a little bit about this strategy
0: thing, just really quick, though, sure, what he says? Yeah, yeah. So he basically they're talking about like what should they do? What are the moves that they make? And uh, you know, it's. Uh, Dee is basically saying, like, like Jenny is—I got Jenny. Jenny's on my side, and Jenny's the strongest girl, and I want her on my side. And then Wes is like, yeah, but, like, do we want to compete against her at some point?
1: Wes says verbatim, be honest with me, Jenny Jenny might beat me in a final.
0: Yeah. And it's— that and D's is Dee's like, yeah, yeah, she might. It's like, well, can we start thinking about this? Like, I know yeah. we're holding, you know— I mean, that's part of the game is not to stack this final up with the best players and putting the best player in the house in the final immediately. Maybe not the greatest thing. What about Big T? You know, what about Tori? And there's some thought of possibly going with Big T here. So um, that's what they kind of leave this little strategy meeting with.
1: That brings us to elimination. It is called Purgatory um tj says jen come on down and then he goes tribunal before i get your votes i'm gonna let you know that there's a a new twist
0: another twist
1: you can vote someone in that from your three or you can nominate yourself okay
0: first of all two things number one this could quite honestly be a bigger twist than the original twist Mm. okay and number two this needs to be clarified more what if Because, okay, it's it's a women's um, uh, elimination, right? And so D is the only person, because the tribunal is two men and a woman, D is the only person that could actually go in. Would the other two men, if D were to choose, yes, I want to go in, would the other two men have to put this to a vote? This is a little bit of a spoiler that we don't know, but... This is why I was like, none of this was explained. Or do you? Or is it always going to be like when it's a it's that gender's elimination, there'll only be one person of that gender in the tribunal. And so that person will have the option to go in against that person's oh, gender. Oh, that's a good
1: question. Because if it was two gals and they both wanted to go in, then would like the third, the, thir- the, the dude have to vote? Which you,
0: one? You know that's going to happen yeah, at some point. I hope that happens. So let's just continue with where we are here.
1: So basically, this is a, a moment of tension. You know, Dee and Jen, they've been feuding. All episode D is jealous of whatever is happening between Jen and Rogan, and everyone thinks Jen is a layup. So wouldn't D just go in there and dominate? I mean, sure, she's wearing jeans. Sure, she's not dressed for uh, an elimination. They got some,
0: the shorts for in the back.
1: Who knows? But everyone in the house is like, damn this is a crazy twist and then d says uh tj's like d what's your answer and d's like i'm gonna just honor the what i agreed to earlier and put um jenny's gonna be the one i vote for and the house boos her
0: yeah it's (laughs) bad Um, not a
1: good look for d no
0: here's the only saving grace on d because she looks this is embarrassing and the only saving grace for D here is when they kind of cut to her after she makes a decision. She's talking to Fessy and Swaggy. Are those the two no, people, uh, Corey, Corey Swaggy and, Swaggy and Corey? Yeah. And uh, she's like, she's like, I'm, I'm not mentally prepared for this. And if I go in and lose to her, I would not be able to deal with that. So yeah. I'm gonna pass this one up.
1: Makes total sense to me.
0: Total sense. It's, it's the, it seems to be the real reason why she didn't go in. And she's not trying to save face. And she's being honest. And it's like, okay, at least you're not being like, no, no, it's not why I would kick her ass and blah blah blah. You know, it's, it. She's being honest. She's like, listen, like that is a bad look. Like three scenes ago, I was screaming at her at a picnic table. Yeah. And like, if she sends my ass home, that's a bad episode for D. Yeah, uh, I have to look at my my stock in right. this game. Um, and so she decides not to. Totally, the crowd's like, "You're a fucking idiot." No,
1: I totally get it because Jen already has um like an upper hand, and the fact that she's made D feel insecure. So like, you know, putting her in an elimination, going down an elimination when you weren't expecting it against someone who has made you feel insecure in one area of your life, it's it's not a smart move. I think. D did the right thing we
0: also have uh an interview from jenny that happens right after this where jenny's like wow like i can't believe that she threw me in thank you d honestly if she would have won in herself i wouldn't have blamed her at all that's clearly the move that you would do but hey whatever i'll take it
1: yeah and everyone I'll, in I'll the house. i'll try to do you proud yeah everyone in the house is kind of like why didn't d do that jen must just be such a poor physical performer um because everyone in the house is like wow that was a mistake big t says ah Gosh, they're voting. They By the way, the tribunal votes in Jenny and Big T's like, man, I got to get in on every tribunal so that I can make sure I go down there and win an elimination. Not going to happen. Jenny goes down into um, the purgatory ring to fight Jen in an elimination called Flip the Switch. You basically have a bunch of weighted balls on long sticks that you are swinging upwards and trying to have them go a full rotation so that they hit um, another sort of beam that stops them. And this elimination was boring as hell. Another dud of an elimination. So early in a season, two duds, because Jenny wins in, like, I don't know, 60 seconds? Yeah,
0: and Jen can't get one over, basically. It's, yeah. It's pretty embarrassing.
1: Not interesting. Um, Ashley has a funny interview. I don't know what it was. I just wrote down, Ashley has funny interview. Well, she's
0: just like... um, I think she kind of comments on the D thing, but what was funny is she makes like a noise at the end of it. She's like, "Yeah," at the end. She's like, "D didn't even throw herself in." It's like that's ridiculous. What a dickhead. (laughs) <laughs> you know like something like that and that made us both laugh um everybody can't believe that jenny was using one arm to throw these things over that's how you got to do this if you yeah. want to get full rotation and torque the way that this you have to use one arm the way that uh jen was doing it was wrong like yeah. getting behind it and trying. she was to just... kind
1: of like trying to do it you know how people who don't know how to throw a basketball like put it between right. their legs granny style yeah
0: well you know what she was doing she was using all arms because if you think you're getting behind the thing and you're throwing it just with your arms right if you get to the side of the thing you're throwing throwing. it with your core you know you're using your torque and your core here and it's clearly the way to do it jenny knew jen didn't even jen was like wow you beat me in five seconds congrats jenny Uh, was
1: like that was easy and then we get an interview from jordan saying now i know you can't be trusted boom
0: boom boom jordan doesn't like somebody crazy
1: That's the episode, y'all.
0: And that's the episode folks. Um, wow, this was a, this was a
1: fun episode. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I'm very happy the challenge is back on. I could not be liking it more.
0: Yeah, make sure that you guys tune into our uh, normal shows that drop every single Monday. We got one coming up this uh, very Monday. And actually, uh, I think before our normal show this Monday, we are gonna be dropping a supplementary podcast on our main feed just chatting about the challenge
1: first impressions
0: first impressions we may have some special guests on that show um so keep keep uh, refreshing our feed because we're going to have something nice for you a little treat for easter maybe
1: as always um may the tj let you be in his elimination in his final
0: and also follow us on realityblowspodcast at gmail.com wait that's our email (laughs) Uh, We also have a lot of other things. Check Uh, it out. Check them out. Plug it out
1: in the show notes. We know you're reading them. That's why we spend so much time writing them. Check
0: them out, bro. Email us. DM us because we don't know what to watch next. We're in quarantine. We love you.
1: Bye.